Today on the Bourbon Bites Podcast, I'm reviewing Doc Swinson's experimental cast, Kiona Bourbon, and recapping the new trailer for Pokemon Violet and Scarlet. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bourbon Bites Podcast. This is the first episode of June, so you know what that means. We're going to be not only reviewing a brand new whiskey to the podcast, but also highlighting some new whiskeys and video games that were announced this month. So let's kick it off with a review of a new-to-me whiskey. This is Doc Swinson's Kiona Cask Bourbon, and this was sent to me by the Bourbon Noob over on Instagram. Patrick and Heather, uh, thank you so much for sending this sample over. Um, this is new to me, like I said. Um, I'm actually having Doc Swinson's on my channel for this week's live stream, uh, so if you missed that, make sure to go watch the replay, um, youtube.com slash bourbonbites. We tried um, not only their main lineup and their alter ego, bourbon and rye but a couple of other experimental casks um, from their collection so those are the rye experiments this is a bourbon experiment and i'm so excited to dive into it tonight so this straight bourbon whiskey was finished in Kiona Vineyards Cabernet Casks, which is a Washington State vineyard that was founded in the early 70s, um, and this is from their old block section of their vineyard. So Doc Swinson's, of course, took those barrels, put a bourbon whiskey from Indiana into those barrels, finished it. We do know it was finished for over a year, um, and the final age of this whiskey was six years and three months. So interestingly enough, they actually only did two barrels worth of this uh, release. So it's a very, very limited release to come out. I'm not entirely sure if it was distillery only. Like I said, my friend Patrick lives in Washington state. So not sure if he got this, you know, locally or this was a more wide release. But again, there was only two barrels that they used. By the way, the mash bill on this is 75% corn, 21% rye and 4% malted barley. And this whiskey comes in at 114.2 proof, which is cast strength. So this was actually one of the first experimental casks from Doc Swinson's. Um, they say each year Doc Swinson's head blender, Jesse Parker, who I had on the show this week, um, drives around the state and finds barrels from wineries around the area uh, to feature for his finishing. And this was actually the first one ever done. Price-wise, I'm not finding too much information. I believe it may be about $85 when it came out. And that's solely based on the Doc Swinson's website. Um, they have it listed for $84.99. Um, of course, it's out of stock now <laughs> because this was a, a previous release. But um, So I'm not sure exactly how available this was. Um, but again, I'm super thankful for uh, Patrick and Heather for sitting this over. So let's go and get that poured. Oh, that's, that's really nice. It, it has all of the great rich elements of an Indiana bourbon, um, which we know, of course, is MGP. Um, but it has a lot going on in the fruity category, and that's almost definitely coming from the Cabernet casks. Now, I'm just learning that this release was actually entered into the San Francisco World Spirits Competition for 2022 and actually ended up being a finalist. Um, I'm not sure if it's if it's won anything yet. Again, um, I'm just this was an article posted one day ago. Uh, so if they did win this uh, particular category that they're entered in, I will update the description below this podcast episode um, and definitely recognize that because that would be a big deal if they did win with this release. Now, like I said, this is one of their very first exploratory cask series, um, and they've since released several expressions of this. This, start, this dated back to 2018. Um, so I'm not sure if this is the exact batch that was entered into the, the competition this year, um, but needless to say, it's probably a very similar expression to it. So um, 
I've just texted our friend Patrick to find out when he bought it to maybe give us a clue as to when uh, this release was from. But like I said, it is 114.2 proof. So uh, there's that. <laughs> oh yeah, that's got that really rich note that I really love about uh, MGP bourbon. It smells so much older than you would expect for you know a five to six year old release. There's just so much rich oak there. But that fruitiness that I think is coming from the wine cask really does elevate it and take it to the next level. It's kind of a unique blend between like um, what I'm first getting is like strawberry, kind of like a chocolate covered strawberry um, on the nose, but it kind of gets a little tart and tangy and kind of like almost like an orange zest as well. It's it's really fruity and I can't really distinguish which fruits are popping out just on the nose alone. So I'm gonna have to give this a taste. Cheers guys. Oh wow. That cask really has such an amazing influence on that bourbon. I'm getting so much more fruitiness than I've ever gotten on an Indiana bourbon. To me, it almost goes like cherry on the palate. Um, on the nose, it was more bright, you know, like strawberry and, and orange, but man, on, on palate, that gets dark, like dark stone fruits, some cherries, maybe a bit of plum there as well. Um, but it doesn't overshadow the, the base whiskey that's in this. I mean, y'all know I'm a huge fan of Indiana bourbon, so um, whatever you can do to it to enhance it, I'm going to be a fan of, and this is no exception. And the way that it kind of expressed as uh, a chocolate-covered strawberry on uh, the nose, on the palate, it's more of that vanilla, you know, the vanilla bourbon, um, typical notes, of course, from, you know, Indiana bourbon. Um, but the way that vanilla is playing with that um, that fruitiness is almost like a like a, um, cherries and cream or strawberries and cream, something very, very fruity and decadent and definitely desserty. By the way, I just heard back from our friend Patrick, and he said that this is um, the release 21-004. So I believe this is the 2021 release. Um, so I'm not sure if that's the exact one that was entered into the Spirits competition for this year, um, but this is the photo that's used in the Uproxx article that, that's talking about being entered in. So there's a very good chance this is the one that was entered. So I can't wait to see um, how it does in the competition. But based on my first impressions, it's gonna do very, very well. Finish-wise, I mean, it's exactly what you expect for something that that high proof from Indiana. There's a lot of depth and richness on it. Um, I still think that vanilla follows it down. It's like a vanilla coated, almost like a, um, don't want to say like yogurt, almost like a yogurt. <laughs> Do y'all remember that cereal? I think it was like a special case cereal. It was like strawberries and yogurt and had like the little yogurt balls in it. It's literally that on the finish. It's like the sweet vanilla yogurt mixed with those red berries. And of course a little bit of the, you know, the cereal grain <laughs> to wash it all down. Um, but man, this is a winner. This is absolutely delicious for $85. Highly recommend this one. I'm actually really surprised because a lot of times I feel like red wine casks take on better to rye whiskey, um, especially Indiana rye whiskey. But this being a bourbon, man, it's so, it, it enhances that bourbon so much and gives it, like I said, so much more depth and so much more richness and vanilla creaminess. Um, and that's an absolute winner. So if you guys see this, you know, whether it's this batch or maybe some of the previous batches, definitely pick it up. Highly, highly recommend this one. So before we get into the video game news, um, to talk about the new Pokemon trailer that just came out this week, I know y'all are so excited. I hope you are, because I'm really excited for it. Um, but before we get into that, let's talk about a few new TTB labels um, that have come out since my last uh, podcast. Um, and some of these I think uh, y'all will be really interested in knowing about. 
One of these that I've been hearing a ton of buzz about is the new 2XO The Phoenix Blend Kentucky Straight Bourbon. This is from none other than Dixon Deadman. This is kind of his return to the world of whiskey after Kentucky Owl. Um, and, you know, Kentucky Owl has made such a name for itself in, you know, being a, a very high-end brand, a very exquisite blend. And I think a lot of people really loved what Dixon was doing with the brand. Um, so now that he's, you know, parted ways with it, I, I can't wait to see um, what he's going to do next. And just based on the looks of this label, I mean, this looks really, really great. So this is a two times oaked blenders series. And he says he's using select stocks of his finest barrels and crafted using his unique double barreling process. Each blend is blended one of a kind and has its own story. The Phoenix blend is his re-entry into the world of bourbon. This is just the beginning. Now, I'm not just, you know, riffing on that. That's actually on the label. I love it. I love the, the, the hype that it builds. I really hope this is his comeback story. Um, I know a lot of Kentucky Owl releases since his, his departure have been a bit, you know, hit or miss. Um, but man, this, this looks great. I can't wait to see this on a bottle on the shelves and I hope it goes well for him. I hope this isn't, you know, going to be overpriced or, you know, underaged or, you know, some of the other issues people have had with Kentucky Owl. Um, I, I'm not going to, you know, place any judgments until I try it, but I got to say that's one sexy label. Hey, since we're talking about Doc Swenson's, there are a couple new labels from them I see here. Um, maybe I will um, get some info of this on our upcoming live streams. I'm not sure. We'll see. Uh, but this is another exploratory cast. This one is called Dos Padres. Now, this one is listed as a straight bourbon whiskey finished in tequila casks. Um, I've yet to try one of these. I hear a lot about this happening with other brands. Um, have not yet had the opportunity to try it, but it says most aged tequilas spend some time aging in barrels previously used to age tequila, imparting notes of vanilla and oak while also aiding in its smoothness. But you never hear a bourbon finished in tequila cask. And in the pursuit of unique flavors, we thought we'd give it a go. We selected some exceptional cask used to age extra Anejo tequilas, then finished our blenders cut straight bourbon whiskey in them over winter and found notes of melon, tangerine, oak, white pepper, and soft leather. Dos Padres is an ode to two of our favorite spirits. Wow, that's that sounds really interesting. Like I said, I just had the bourbon finished in <laughs> the, uh, the wine cask. I can't imagine tequila cask, but color me very, very intrigued. And there's yet another Doc Swenson's label on the TTB here. This is their Blender's Cut series. It's called 9551. This is a five-year-old cast strength straight rye whiskey, 115 proof, and is a rye whiskey finished in rum casks. That's a blend of two distinctly different rye whiskeys um, as its base spirit. Now I'm guessing the 9551 is an ode to the, the mash bill, you know, a 95.5 rye and then maybe a 51% rye, so like a low rye rye. Um, but needless to say, this is really intriguing because I do love their um, alter ego uh, rye whiskey that I believe is just a 95.5 rye. Like I said, we're going to be drinking that on this week's live stream, so um, I'll get clarification on that as well. Um, but this this really sounds great. I, I love Indiana rye, and the previous Doc Swenson's releases I've had of it have been exceptional. So keep an eye out, you guys. Like I, I know it sounds like I'm swooning a bit over Doc Swenson's, but they've been putting out some incredible finished um, whiskey. 
Um, you know, there was the big 15-year one that came out a couple of years ago um, that got some press. I, I tried it. You know, I thought it was pretty good. It was expensive, <laughs> most importantly. Um, but man, their finished stuff is where it's at. I love their finished rye, and I'm excited to try more of their finished bourbon um, according to these labels. Now, like I said, we're trying a few more other expressions of their finished rye on this week's live stream. So haven't tasted them. I promise not to like spoil it. It's going to be, you know, <laughs> first impressions on the live stream. Um, but if this is any indication of how good those are going to be, I, I cannot wait. And I hope you guys enjoy the show. But enough about whiskey. Let's talk about the brand new Pokemon Scarlet and Violet games coming out in November of this year. So a new trailer dropped this Wednesday that gave us a good insight into not only uh, the additional Pokemon that are being added this generation, um, but also a little bit about the trainers, a little bit about the gym leaders, and even the legendary Pokemon. There was so much in this trailer, I'm going to try to um, keep it short and concise, but I'm so, so excited about this release. So we'd previously seen the three starters for this game. I, I actually talked about them on a previous podcast. Um, we're getting a look at some new Pokemon here. I absolutely love the names of these. Um, one of them, I'll tell just, let's talk about the Pokemon first. You know, we'll talk about the game later. Let's talk about the new Pokemon because they're so adorable. <laughs> so one of them is called Lechonk. So this is a pig Pokemon. Um, so this game is based in, of course, the Iberian region, you know, Spain. Um, so it's kind of a play on words with, you know, pigs. Lechon is the Spanish word for a suckling pig. Chonk is, you know, like a like a chonky, chonky baby. <laughs> so it's a very chubby little, cute little pig. Kind of looks like a little piggy bank. Speaking of play on words, let's talk about Smolive. So Smolive is an olive-shaped Pokemon. It actually expels an olive oil type substance um, to use against its enemies. Now it says this is not edible, so don't don't eat your Smolives. Um, but it's just another cute play on words, you know, small, S-M-O-L, like, oh, he's so, he's so cute. He also looks a bit anxious, which I relate to heavily. So um, I think Smolive is definitely gonna have a place on my uh, on my team. And of course, the new legendary Pokemon. Uh, these are Maradon and Coradon. I could be mispronouncing them. Again, it showed the spelling of it on the trailer, but it didn't say it out loud. Um, it may be Moridon, it may be Coridon, um, but it's, <laughs> it's spelled M-I-R-A-I-D-O-N and K-O-R-A-I-D-O-N. So these are two legendaries that come from the Japanese words for future and ancient perspectives. Um, and it mirrors the overall past and future theme of the two games. So this is one thing I noticed. So if you look at the two, you know, gem leaders, you know, because of course there's always two releases, you know, there's the you know, ruby and sapphire, you know, blue and red. In this case, it is scarlet and violet. But it seems there's a bit more than just the typical, you know, different legendaries. There seems to be a theming thing going on. So with Pokemon Scarlet, the legendary is Coridon, and this is a red fire type. It looks very, very traditional. It looks very ancient. Um, whereas Pokemon Violet's Miradon, 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 I don't know how to pronounce it, y'all. I'm, I'm just watching the trailer. <laughs> this is a psychic type, um, and it looks really, really cool. It's super futuristic. It kind of has like a little jetpack kind of thing for its its back wheels. People say they're they're motorbike themed, which I definitely saw with um, Coridon, um, but I didn't really get that cue originally with Moridon. Um, but there's definitely some kind of like mobility kind of wheel theme there. Um, but like I said earlier, the, the gym leaders that we're actually battling with Pokemon Violet, it looks very futuristic. Their outfit looks futuristic. Um, whereas with Pokemon Scarlet, they look like they're wearing kind of like, you know, uh, Fred Flintstone type clothes. So I'm really curious to see if there is more of a difference in these games than just the legendaries. You know, maybe is there a different track? You know, is it based on a different time period? 
I don't know, and I cannot wait to find out. And you know how I'll find out? Because this game is also co-op friendly, which is super exciting. So last time uh, my husband and I got a combo pack of both generations or both releases. So we are definitely planning on getting both new games, both Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Now they announced that there will be some non-linear exploration. So it's going to be a bit open world. Um, but like I said, there is co-op opportunities in this game. They say it will allow multiplayer gameplay with up to four players, um, along with the staples, of course, you know, trading and battling. You'll be able to explore various locations of the region in the game with other players. You can discover new Pokemon and explore unfamiliar areas with your friends and family, opening the door to an adventure more precious and fun than ever. So this is kind of questionable. You know, is the whole game co-op? I don't necessarily think so, um, but it seems there's definitely going to be some co-op aspects of it and I can't wait to kind of try that out and see how it works you know I there was a little bit of that with the last Pokemon game but it was kind of glitchy and it really wasn't co-op true experience this time though it looks like you can actually walk alongside each other battle wild Pokemon alongside each other and it looks so much fun to play with a friend or a family member but I do encourage you guys to go check out the trailer for yourself. There's a lot of information in there that I probably missed. Um, I just kind of got the highlights, the first things that stood out to me about this game, and based on conversations um, with my husband, who is equally as excited for this game. So uh, make sure you guys follow me on Twitch. When that game comes out, we will absolutely be streaming it, twitch.tv slash bourbonbites. Um, not sure which one I'm going to play yet. I don't know. I'm kind of leaning towards uh, Violet, because I love the futuristic look of the legendary Pokemon. But, um, you know, debatable. We'll find out. Let me know what you guys are thinking of picking up yourselves after you watch the trailer, which legendary appeals the most to you, and, you know, which theme seems to be more what you want to go for. You know, do you want to go for the ancient or the future? Um, I'm leaning towards future, but that's just that's just my style. <laughs> but thank you all so much for listening. This has been the Bourbon Bites Podcast, a whiskey podcast with a gaming twist. Cheers, and I'll talk to you guys next episode.